0: Welcome back to the Balance and Barbells podcast. My name is Kayla and I am your host. Today is the day we're doing the Q&A podcast. I'm so excited. This is the first Q&A and honestly, I got a lot of questions from you guys that I'm excited to answer and we're just going to dive right into them. For those of you who don't know, my name is Kayla Dirk. I am a content creator and online fitness coach over on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. All of my handles are at Kayla Dirk, so you can find me over there. And I also have them linked in the show notes. I honestly get so many questions from you guys on Instagram and TikTok. And like I said, I am most excited to do Q and A's with you guys because those questions I get on social media are pretty hard to answer, especially when they entail longer explanations. And this is gonna be a way better platform for answering some of those questions. So we're gonna jump right in. I have a few question box that I put up last week. And then I also have some questions that I get commonly asked on TikTok that we will just kind of go through. First question is how many days a week do you go to the gym, and how much time do you go to the gym for each session? So, I typically go to the gym anywhere from four to six days a week. I always have one rest day, and usually by that one rest day, I am extremely exhausted and I need it. Um, but some weeks I need extra rest days, and that's kind of where I will tend to go about four to five days a week. And then other weeks I'm feeling really motivated, I'm not as sore, I maybe didn't lift as heavy, and I can go six days a week. If I can go to the gym, I'm one of those people that I always will go. I will just opt to go to the gym for at least 30 minutes of movement. Whether it's a lighter workout or a more intense workout, whatever it is, I will opt to go to the gym. I don't necessarily think I feel guilty on rest days, but I am very... I am very motivated to go to the gym. I love going to the gym and I love working out. So it's really hard for me to take rest day some days just because I really do enjoy my workouts and it makes me feel really good after my workouts. I'm one of those people that I get a huge endorphin rush and I just want to go work out. Most of the time I land around that five to six day mark. Um, And each workout will vary depending on what I have set up. A lot of them kind of trickle around that 45-minute mark, but anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour is probably where I would say I consistently go to the gym. Like day is always a little bit longer. I always am closer to like that hour mark chest and triceps, no matter how hard I try, I always end up around that 35-40 minute mark. I just don't have as much intensity in those workouts compared to my leg workouts, which take a lot more time. Next question is how to get back on track after falling off the weight loss track. So this is going to vary for everybody because weight loss is not just the number that you see on the scale. Usually what people say when they say weight loss is they want to lose fat and you want to get toned, which is building muscle. In order, to do that, you have to have a few things in check. The first thing I always tell everybody is to focus on the basics. There is so much stuff that we are taught and there's so many different perspectives on social media because really everybody just has a voice and you can kind of talk about whatever you want. There's no rules, there's no regulations around it and that can lead to a lot of confusion because people will talk about different weight loss methods and different ways to burn fat and there's like juice cleanses and fasting and all those other things that can be kind of played into how to lose weight. And it can be very confusing if you don't have any kind of background or education around how to properly lose weight and reach results. So it's really important to understand the basics and not get carried away with this shiny object syndrome and things that are kind of flashy, like the 30-day weight loss cleanse or anything like that that's going to make you really be focusing on a diet rather than results. First thing I would suggest is to get in your head that any kind of transformation you want is going to take time. And typically, it's going to take a significant amount of time. Most clients I sign up with me don't sign under a six-month program because it does take at least that long to see any kind of results. Long-term consistency is your best friend when you want to see results. There's a few basics you need to have in line and I'm just going to list them out quickly for you. You need to get these things down first before you focus on anything else. If you're not doing these things consistently, I think you're worrying about the wrong things if you're focusing on your reps, your sets, your weight, all those things if you haven't been doing even these things consistently. Progressive overload, focusing on your weights, focusing on your reps, all those things are very important when it comes to specific training but if you don't have the basics right you're really not going to be seeing results long term for a lot of reasons first thing you need to make sure you have in check is your sleep you should be sleeping anywhere from seven to nine hours each night your sleep is so important for results that's when you recover that's when your body repairs itself that's when you see muscle development it's where your hormones are balanced You have to be getting a good significant amount of sleep in order to see results, and you can't neglect this. It needs to be consistently seven to nine hours, at least five times a week. That is going to help you see results so much faster than anything else. Next thing you need to have in line is making sure you're eating enough protein. And I suggest anywhere from 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight, depending on how significant your weight training is. This is the first thing we look at diet-wise when I sign any client on with me because almost all women are under eating in the protein area. I suggest anywhere from 20 to 35 grams of protein per meal each day. Now, just as protein is important, I truly believe that having enough carbs and healthy fats is very important, and you need to have a balanced diet, but I do think that so many women lack protein, and when you look at their nutrition, especially when I look at women who come and train with me, their nutrition is sitting around that 0.5 grams per pound of body weight, and it's substantially lower than it should be. Next thing I would pay attention to is drinking enough water. It helps your body stay hydrated. It helps you have high energy levels, which will help you train better. It'll help you feel better. Your skin will look better. It helps with fat loss. It helps with digestion. There are so many things that water helps with, and a lot of people don't have enough water throughout the day. I highly recommend you have at least 100 to 128 ounces per day, but this is going to vary from person to person. Just make sure that you drink enough water and you're focusing on getting enough water each day. Next, you want to focus on getting enough daily movement. And I suggest that women get anywhere from 5,000 to 10,000 steps per day. There's no special reason behind the 10,000 steps other than a good monitor of making sure you're getting enough movement throughout the day. You can obviously exceed this, but that 10,000 step mark is just a goal that would be really good to make sure that you are getting enough walks in throughout the day. You're standing up and moving around your house, doing chores, and not just constantly sitting around. The last thing I would say is making sure you get at least 30 minutes of movement in each day. I always suggest this first thing in the morning because it kind of gets things flowing and it gives you a little bit of boost to energy first thing in the the morning, but 30 minutes of movement a day can be yoga, it can be workout, it can be walking, Whatever it is, just giving yourself at least 30 minutes of movement each day and doing that consistently. So here are the basics that I recommend that you get in check and you make sure that you are doing consistently before you focus on any crazy diets or workout plans, and make sure that these are in line before you question the next thing. Getting enough sleep, anywhere from 7 to 9 hours per day. Getting enough protein, so getting anywhere from 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight, and that can be broken down into 20 to 35 grams of protein per meal throughout the day. Drinking enough water, making sure that you're getting enough water throughout the day. This is going to be different for everybody, but at least drinking close to 100 ounces of water each day, getting anywhere from 5 to 10,000 steps per day, just getting in a good amount of daily movement, and then also getting in 30 minutes of daily movement per day. The next question is tips for staying on track while on vacation. So for staying on track on vacation, I would say that you need to focus on what's a priority to you. For vacation, I wouldn't stress too much about it because honestly, it's just a short period of time. And if you're being consistent every other day throughout the week, throughout the year in your training, one week off isn't going to hinder your progress. However, that being said, I personally relate to this because I'm one of those people that likes to have a routine. And I like to have that routine even on vacation because I feel better, I like the endorphin rush. I like just kind of having some movement throughout the week, even when I'm on vacation. And I like to eat healthy because I feel way better during vacation and when I come home from vacation. So a few things I would recommend finding a hotel that's near healthy foods or foods that you are comfortable eating, that you don't have to really go out of your way to try and find something that's going to work for you and your goals. The other thing I would suggest is having a gym membership that is universal. So I work out at a 24-hour fitness and I try and find hotels that are near 24 or that have a gym that I can use when I feel like it. I also like to just go on walks when I don't have access to a gym, so Sean and I will get up early and we'll go for a 30-minute walk in the morning and just take that time like we would when we were at home to get some movement in, and we also do a lot of walking on vacation, so we have the option, we park farther away and we walk to the beach. We don't pay for parking at the beach and go straight to it. Like, there's a lot of different options for just getting an extra movement and not feeling like you have to to really go overboard. I would suggest that on vacation, you really focus on being on vacation and resting, not being obsessive over your routine and just kind of allowing yourself to have that week to enjoy yourself, enjoying some of your favorite foods, enjoying some of your favorite activities, and giving yourself that space to just kind of reset. That's what vacation is for. However, you can also avoid going overboard. So instead of having a ton of drinks every single day where you normally wouldn't drink at all at home, really just enjoying a drink or enjoying a treat. You don't even have to do it every single night, but then you don't feel like crap at the end of the week and you still indulge and you enjoyed your time and it's not going to hurt your progress from that week off I'm honestly big on still having some sort of routine so I like to find healthy places that I don't have near me so in California there's a ton of healthy restaurants that I like to try I like to go to Air One. I like to just go to find healthy places that I can't go to all of the time when I'm in Colorado so that's kind of fun for me and it helps me also stay on track but I'm just a health nut at heart so I just enjoy those things if those aren't your things I don't think you need to be obsessive over it on vacation just find foods you want to eat and find ways for it to fit into your routine now a big question i actually got was how to make my ginger shots i have a video on TikTok that i go through the whole recipe and we make it together I have it pinned, I believe, on my profile currently, but I also have it linked in my profile and I put the full recipe there. That's probably the best way to see how I make my ginger shots. But I buy the bags of ginger at Trader Joe's. And then I also buy a container of coconut water. I wanna say it's like 64 ounces. And I use three bags of the ginger shots from Trader Joe's and a whole bottle of coconut water. I put that all in a blender. I add cayenne pepper just a tiny bit, and then I also add the juice of two lemons. I blend that all together, and then once I have it all blended, I strain it through a metal mesh strainer, You could honestly do this all through a juicer, but I just hate the process of cleaning a juicer, so I just use the strainer, and it's really easy and quick for me to clean up, and then after that's all strained and I get rid of the pulp from the ginger, I just add in two cups of filtered water to kind of dilute it. That makes me about three 12-ounce bottles of ginger shots, and we drink that probably throughout the week. We have one ginger shot every morning, and that's just to boost digestion, and then we also just take it throughout the day need be if we're feeling extra bloated or we just want a little digestion support there is no like medical reason we take it we honestly just love how it makes us feel and ginger is great for inflammation so we love it for that aspect and also for immunity boosting again I have the whole recipe over on my tiktok and it's also linked in my bio how to grow on social media so this is going to be different for everybody but honestly there's a few things that you need to focus on the biggest thing is you have to be Consistent, And I know everyone tells you this, but it's really true. You have to dedicate yourself to posting every single day, letting people know who you are. I think it's really important that you show up as yourself and you're truly authentic because it's pretty obvious when you're not yourself. I think people can kind of catch on that you're either copying somebody else or you're not being true to your personality because it's harder for you to show up that way when you're not being yourself and it's just easier for people to read. So truly yourself and post consistently because people have to get to know who you are. And if you're posting once a month, it's hard for anybody to really get a feel for who you are what you post about, and why they should follow you. I also think it's very important to focus on posting a similar style of content in the beginning and focusing on a niche audience instead of focusing on trends and just kind of posting random things. This is going to help you draw in a very similar audience, which is what you want you want people to follow you for a specific reason. I would break it down in the beginning of why you want to post and who you would want your ideal audience to be. So if you could sell them a product one day, why would they have followed you in the beginning and why would they buy from you? And break it down from that level so you understand the style of content that that audience is looking for. The next question is how I manage my priorities and my non-negotiables without affecting my social life. So here's the thing. I've been and a people pleaser my entire life. However, I feel like I'm in a stage of my life, being that I'm almost 30, that I'm very selfish with my time. I spend more time alone, more time working, more time in my home than I ever have in my entire life. It is a non-negotiable for me to have my morning routine, to get my workout in, to make sure that I'm eating healthy and getting my work done. All of those things are non-negotiables for me and something I do every single day. I also think things like going to the grocery store, getting my returns done, there's a variety of things that are non-negotiables that come first. And it took a really long time to get to this point where I felt like I could say no to people and no to events because these things were a priority and were required of me in order to get to the next stage and the next step of my life. So I think you have to really understand what your goal is and what is required of you to reach that goal. And then you have to be honest with yourself. Are you actually doing what is required of you every single day to reach that goal? And if not, what is getting in the way of those things? Because like I said, everything comes down to consistency. If you want to wake up at 5am, but you're staying out until 2am every single night, you're not being real with yourself and you're not really, putting in the effort that's needed to reach your goals. I think it's just like The 80 20 rule in fitness and nutrition. You have to have the 80 20 rule in your life. You need to have the balance aspect 20% of the time, but you also need to have the routines and consistency 80% of the time. This really will look different for everyone, but for me, 80% of the time, that means I'm eating nutrient dense, I'm eating at home, I'm making my meals, I'm going to the gym, I'm getting my daily movement in, I'm focusing on my nutrition, getting my work done, all those things 80% of the time. 20% of the time, I'm going out to dinner with friends, I'm having food I love, I'm having an extra drink or going out for a fun meal with friends or going on a date night. That's still required for the reset that you need. You need to have that balance in your life so that you feel it's sustainable because when you are working 24-7, it's not sustainable. So I think it's important you understand what your non-negotiables are and what's required of you each week and each month So that you're reaching those goals and then also understanding where the fun things lie and what are things that are almost non-negotiables in your social life. That you don't miss out on. You can hear all the time on Instagram and social media about how you have to grind and you have to wake up super early and go to bed super late and put in the work. And, and while I agree to that to an extent, I also think that it can be very toxic because you do have to have a social life. You do have to have balance in your routine. And if you're only going to the gym and you never take rest days and you only eat super clean and you're always dieting, Again, you're just going to lead yourself to burnout versus if you have sustainability, you have balance, but you also have structure and consistency. You are then reaching your goals so you feel successful and you also have the time for the things that are important to you, like family events, holidays, date nights, all of the things. But I truly believe that you have to be selfish with your time and you have to really understand. What is the most important thing to you? What is non-negotiable for you in the next five years, ten years, whatever length of time that you want to achieve a goal? And how are you making sure that every action you take throughout the days, months, and weeks that you are actually achieving those goals? by being consistent and putting in the work. The next question is how to stay consistent in all aspects of life. I think you have to understand again like the previous question what your goal is. What is your major why? If you understand that you have a goal in mind or you have something that you want to achieve, There's nothing that's going to stop you. And I think that you have to understand that it's gonna be hard work for everything you do in life. Consistency is really hard work. I think that it's never gonna be easy and it is really understanding what your goals are and why you want to achieve them. If you want to lose weight, if you want to wake up at 5 a.m., if you want to eat healthier, all of those things take hard work and take time. You don't just start waking up at 5 a.m. You have to slowly start working your way towards that routine. If you're going to bed at 2am, you're not going to get up at 5am. I think it really takes baby steps and learning the ropes and giving yourself time and then just being consistent day after day. This goes for your workouts, this goes for nutrition, this goes for routines, really anything that you are trying to be better at. You just have to know you have to be consistent and not expect it to be short-term success. Really be ready to commit to it and know that it takes a long time to achieve pretty much anything. I also think the slower the steps you take, the better because it's more sustainable versus waking up one day at 5 a.m. and then thinking that you can do it every single day, really just kind of working your way backwards. So if you wake up at 9 a.m., now you wake up at 8 a.m. the next day and then 7.30 the next day and so on until you're at 5 a.m. and it seems more sustainable, Because it wasn't just a shock. The next question is how I like my Peloton bike. So I love my Peloton bike. We got this near the middle of the pandemic. And just like everyone else, we got the Peloton bike because we wanted something that we could use at home if we weren't able to get to the gym or if things shut down again. But we also wanted something for when the weather was bad. Because we noticed in our routines that if it snowed a lot or if it was in the negative degree weather and it was really cold, we'd find ourselves not going to the gym and finding it as an excuse. And I wanted something that on those days I had a resource or something that I could use at home and still get in my workouts. I remember one year specifically, it was like negative seven degrees three days in a row, and we just never made it to the gym. And that was one of the reasons I wanted a Peloton bike. Was so if I was stuck at home, I at least had something that I could do to get some exercise in because even going outside was out of the question. I know you have the option to also pay for the membership where you don't have to have the instructors, but I personally love having the Instructors, one, it lets me not even think about it, and two, it gives you so much variety in your workouts. You can do Tabata, you can do Hit and Hills, you could do A mobility workout, there's so much variety and so many different instructors, so I personally love it. I also ride it anywhere from two to three times a week, so I feel like it's getting its money's worth. The last question is how I started with my morning routine and tips for what I would recommend if you are beginning your morning routine and want to wake up at 5am. I started my morning routine, or being really consistent with it, when I started to notice I was running out of time. I felt like I was really rushing through the morning and I would run out of time to get everything done. So I just started slowly waking up earlier and earlier and the earlier it got, it was like 6am and I still felt like I wasn't getting everything I wanted done. So I kind of just kept pushing it until I felt like I was at a point where it felt sustainable, but also I could get everything I wanted to done in the morning. I also started to notice a huge increase in productivity throughout the day. When I had a productive morning and I got all of the necessities out of the way, then I felt like the rest of my day was more productive as well. And I'm one of those people that if I don't get my workout in first thing in the morning, I basically stress about it until I get to the gym. So if I have a ton of stuff that I start working on in the morning and it's noon and I haven't worked out yet, it's the only thing I'm thinking about. So I started just really focusing on getting daily movement in, getting my workout in, my walk eating nutrient dense, and then also just taking that time to myself to prepare for the day. And it help drastically with productivity. I feel less stressed and anxious throughout the day, and I just feel like I get the important things done first out of the way. I have a whole episode that I did last week on my morning routine, so I would go back and check that out for more detail. But I think that if you're really trying to be serious about your morning routine, you have to figure out what is important to you to get done in the morning and start taking your baby steps of waking up a little bit earlier and putting the things that are the most important at the beginning of the morning and getting those things done. I also think it's super important to stay off social media, your emails, all the things that are just distracting in the morning and kind of get your mind racing and focus on things that are really important to you and kind of get you grounded for the day. For me, that's working out and making sure that I have my day planned. I am on my phone for filming content, but I make sure that I'm not scrolling social media mindlessly and that I'm not checking emails or getting carried away with work first thing. I really use the morning as time for me to get grounded for the day. So I think it's really important you figure out what makes you anxious throughout the day and what's important for you to kind of feel grounded and productive and focus on those things first thing in the morning to kind of set the tone for the day. Again, if you want more details around my morning routine, I would go and listen to the episode prior to this one, and I talk about it a lot on my social media as well. So those were the most common questions I got asked this week on the q and I will be doing these probably once a month to catch up with you guys, so send me any questions that you have. The contact information is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. I will talk to you guys in the next episode.